Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at Hashtag Kangas or on Instagram at Hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. So today is another solo podcast, just going through some news that has happened the last week. And also, I will be going through Watfos today as well. Um, I'm just going to uh, go through them uh, and the results. I've obviously put up something in the last five weeks that I want to trial this season. So every week I'll put out a survey, just simple questions, um, uh, you know, like uh, we've had, will we win six or more games? So it goes out to you, lively listeners. You either vote yes or no. So I'll go through the percentages of that, um, what you, uh, lively listeners, have voted for. And I'm also going to go be going through all the players that are out of contract at the end of the season. I'll just have a quick chat about them, see what they have to do to keep their AFL careers alive and or get a big payday. And, um, yeah, so forth. So, firstly, I'll start... Um, well, there's been bad news, really. Uh, there's a couple of bits of bad news that has happened in the past week. So, firstly, I'll go to Taron Thomas and his suspension for the immediate future of the club... Um, so, yeah, I mean, last week, uh, the club pretty much uh, sent out an email that uh, they were going to, you know, that, uh, he, you know, Taron Thomas is going through all the right protocols, going through the education, um, pretty much um, all, all the things that you have to do to sort of, um, yeah, uh, work on work on the issues that he had. So, but uh, then, and they, and they did say in that email, if any new allegations come through, then we'll reassess it. And uh, a new allegation came through, I think, a few hours later. And, yeah, the, the club has decided to take it further and have uh, suspended him indefinitely. Um, pending further AFL investigations. So, yeah, um, a little bit disappointing um, for, for Taron. Um, well, not so much for Taron if the allegations are true. But, uh, yeah, obviously disappointing for the football club that he won't be available to play football in the immediate future. But at the end of the day, you know, the, what's more important is that uh, we get to the bottom of this investigation and, yeah, then go from there, I guess. So I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about it and uh, what the, you know, um, whether he should or shouldn't uh, come back to the club or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, quite serious allegations. And, um, yeah, uh, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, sort of graphic uh, texts as well, um, quite um Scary texts that that have been alleged against him. So yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see uh, over the course, you know, of uh, a number of weeks. It'll be yeah, I'll be process over a number of weeks and months. I'll have to think. So yeah, we'll see how we go with that. And to top, not and not only was that uh, the bad news, but a couple of days later. Our president, uh, Sonia Hood, who hasn't had enough issues to deal with over the past year since taken over president, has been diagnosed uh, with breast cancer, um, which is really tough news. But judging by her character and the way she faces battles, uh, it's almost like she embraces ad- adversity and will take on any challenge that comes her way. She, um, she did a letter to members uh, explaining the whole thing, which is really good and not something that she had to do. Um, she could have been, you know, she could have been just a bit... Uh, bit selfish and worry about herself uh, and, and the challenges coming her way, but that's not who she is. You know, she's very, she always puts others first and, and you can sort of tell um, the way she's acted you know, as president over the club. She's always uh, putting her voice out there and explaining uh, what's going on. And yeah, um, she, you know, it was, it was a great letter. She explained her emotions and what she has to 
Shasta face. Also, you know, uh, a good lesson to always get a checkup for these things as well. Um, you know, me personally, I know someone that was close to me and she ignored um, a checkup um, for years, you know, a long, long time. Uh, and then all of a sudden found out she had cancer, um, a breast cancer. And when she did find out, it already spread. And now she is no longer with us. And it's tough. You know, each day is, is tough. And there's not a day that goes past where I don't think about this individual. So, yeah, in saying that, uh, fuck cancer. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I guess the positive out of all this is that um, it sounds like uh, she did... F- uh, find it early, uh, and there's, there's a very, very good chance that she will make a full recovery. She won't be at the club for the next few weeks, obviously getting the treatment and all the things she had to do. So, yeah, um, all the best wishes go out to Sonia and, um, yeah, the football club uh, during, you know, a pretty lean time, you know, uh, especially the last 12 months with all the off-field issues in, in sacking coaches and, uh, and so forth. So, uh, all right. Now I'll move on and go through the Watfos. Uh, so I'll quickly go through them. So there's been one, two, three, four, five I've done so far. So the first one I did was Will Jack Zeeble play round one? Uh, 75% voted yes and 25 of you lovely listeners voted no. So 25% I should say, um, which is quite interesting because when I did the podcast, um, you know, uh, asking for all, you know, uh, you know, you projected round one teams. Um, not many people had Jack Zeebel in the round one team. I know SEN today uh, put him in a back pocket. And look, I don't know about that one because, you know, I'd like to see Josh go to there, to be honest with you. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think he gets into the round one team, but I think it's just. So, yeah, I mean, 75% yes, that's a, uh, 25% no. Uh, second second one was, will we win uh, six or more games this season? So, uh, supporters, you supporters are very optimistic. 72% said yes, and 28% said no. Um, so, yeah, look, we're obviously confident. Uh, this time of year, a lot of teams are talking up their chances. I think this time last year, we were talking up Jared Pollock and how well he was going on the training track. So, yeah, um, he even uh, became the face of the club, um, promoting, uh, I think it was apparel uh, for the club this time last year. So, yeah, um, we just got to temper our expectations a little bit sometimes. But I think we'll get uh, around eight wins this year, um, if I had to take a guess right now. Um, this was an interesting one. Who will captain North Melbourne in 2023? And I think about uh, six hours later, they did make the decision on a joint captaincy. But 72% of you... Listeners voted Jai Simkin, 19% uh, Luke McDonald, uh, 5% uh, Luke Davis-Uniak, who was uh, a surprise omission from the leadership group, it doesn't matter, and 4% uh, other. So, yeah, uh, I couldn't imagine who, who else there would have been, to be honest with you, um, that would have been a candidate out of um, all those, uh, maybe Ben Mackay, but uh, not sure. But um, I'll, I'll give uh, you listeners that one. I think that's one point to us. Uh, best first year player. So there's only three I could really, you know, so sort of rookie. Uh, best yeah, uh, rookie. Um, yeah. So seventy six percent voted Harry Sheasel, ten percent uh, George Wardlaw, and fourteen percent uh, Blake Drury, who's uh, becoming a bit of a bolter for the round one team, which I will get to um, yeah later. Uh, 
And the last one I did was, will this be Todd Goldstein's last year? I don't think it will. I'll say that right now. But 56% voted yes and uh, 44% voted no. So it's it's pretty borderline, but uh, I'm going to say no on that one. I still think you'll have another 12 months. So that's it for the Watfos uh, this year. So I'll keep doing them every week. I'll come up with a new question. And then um, at the end of the year, I'll probably do a podcast, go through them all and see how we went. And uh, for all you listeners that don't know what Watfo is, it's what are the fucking odds of this happening? So that's it's pretty simple. So I'll just call it Watfo. All right. Uh, now, we will go to the out-of-contract players at the end of the season. I think I'm going to count them up right now. So there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, it's about 20-odd, 20. One, I think there's out, players that are out of contract at the end of the season. So I'll just talk to uh, briefly about him. Um, so we'll start at the top. Aaron Hall, 32 years old, uh, rebound defender. Big year for him. Um, so dropped for the last game last season, I believe it was. Uh, obviously, he's found his, uh, you know, his role at the club as a rebounding defender. Uh, has certainly played some good games for the club doing that as well. Uh I think he's ranked first in metres gained per game. Uh, ranked eighth in turnovers per game. So, yeah, ranked first in metres per uh, gained per game. So, yeah, obviously, I think he averaged 600 metres per game uh, gained uh, last season and broke the record against Adelaide Crows in round 15. Where we in uh, It was the first time we played him. I think it was in Tassie. We lost by about 10 goals. I think he got 1,169 metres gained that game. So... I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's obviously his asset because he can run and carry. He's got still got his pace uh, and skills, but he also ranked eighth in turnovers per game, and that's that's where it's at for me. That's where it's um, there's a bit of a worry. He does bite off more than he can chew, so he's got to fix that part of his game. If he can fix that part of his game, I still think there'll be a role for him uh, this season and probably next season as well. You probably have to think he's in competition at this early stage with maybe a Blake Drury as that, uh, you know, a small defender. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to uh, wait and see. Probably have to uh, look at the preseason games to get a, an idea who's going to be, uh, who's going to take that spot early in the year. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how we go. If I had to take a guess, I'll probably say this is his last year. Uh, next one is Aiden Bonner. So he's only played. I'll have a look at his career now. He hasn't played many games. Uh, he certainly had his injury issues. So he's played a, his career. Uh, obviously started at the GWS Giants. Uh, was there for a couple of seasons and has had the last three years at North Melbourne where he's played twenty six games, uh, ten games in the last two seasons. So ten games are uh, twenty twenty two, ten games in twenty twenty one. Found his role as a defender, uh, probably plays as a third or fourth tall, but uh, he's probably on the outer. You'd have to think at this stage. I mean, we do have we did bring in Griffin Lowe, Aiden Cores, that third um, defender, um, third tall defender, and you got Ben McKay. So it's going to be a real challenge for him to get a game this season. He's going to really have to shine in the reserves. So yeah, it's it's. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge for him. So, twenty three years old, twenty four in a cup in a month. So yeah, in, in March. So yeah, um, I, I, he won't be in a round one team. I wouldn't think at this stage. So he's going to have to work really hard to get that opportunity. But um, yeah, uh, 
yeah, he, he might be a player that might get another season, uh, depending on how this season goes. Uh, next one is the, probably the biggest out-of-contract player uh, we've got at the, at the moment, and that's Ben Mackay. So, yeah, um, restricted free agent, which is good, so we can match any offer. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one. 52 games in his career, I believe it is, but has been hampered, um, has certainly had his uh, issues with concussion, which is a bit of a, you know, which is a bit scary. Um, you, know, I've, you know, we've certainly seen the effects that concussion has had on players after they finish football. So hopefully, you know, we can get a full season out of him. But, um, you know, I mean, he, I think he's had like, you know, four or five concussions in his career. So we really don't, yeah, I, I don't know how, what sort of contract you, you can offer someone like that that has that little bit of, um, yeah, I, I guess, Issues, or I mean, great use of the English language, by the way. There, um, but ha- it certainly has, um, you know, a, a little bit of a red flag, I should say. That, um, yeah, I mean, you, could you offer him a five, six year deal on big money, and then you know, he certainly does get, uh, you know, concussion problems in, in the future or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's certainly, you know, one of the best, uh, you know, one on one defenders, a great intercept player now. So. Yeah, I think he he's certainly worth a he's certainly worth it to um you know offer that offer a big deal and he's probably the number one priority as far as uh re-signing players and, and getting a, a big long-term contract into him uh at the end of yeah you know, hopefully you know a few rounds into this season we don't want to linger you know you don't want it lingering for too long you know because clubs are going to be circling him uh, with salary space um throughout the course of the year so yeah we certainly want to get that one uh done and dusted uh, fairly quick. I assume we've got uh, plenty of salary cap space as well to offer him a good coin. Uh, next one is Blake Drury. So a bit of a bolt of the round one team has really um, excelled uh, in match simulation games and at training as a rebounding defender. Uh, very highly skilled young individual. Very small. Uh, can, you know, 176 centimetres, 73 kilos. So that, that is small. Um, but so is Caleb Daniel. Um, but uh, it could be you know a similar type to him. Um, you know, just yeah. But I mean, that's probably a good comparison to Caleb Daniel um, when you look at you know the height and weight. So yeah, I mean, a lot will tell a lot, um, especially when uh, the preseason games uh, you know start as well. So we'll see how we go with that. And that's probably a player that I'm really interested in watching. In a few weeks' time against Richmond. So, yeah, look out for Blake Drury. Uh, next one, and look out for this bloke as well, Charlie Combin. Um, out of contract, big year for him. Only the two career games have certainly been hampered by injury. So this is an interesting one. I mean, what do we do if he gets another long-term injury this year? Is, is he a player that's just, you know, destined to be injury-prone for the rest of his career? And, you know, let's say... He gets another shoulder issue and he's out for the season. Touch wood. You know, I'm not trying to jinx him or anything like that. But if something like that happens uh, and he's out of contract, what, what do you do? Do you just give him another one-year deal? I mean, that's that's probably fair enough. You'd probably have to. But, um, you know, if he, if he can certainly stay fit, we, you know, we've already seen glimpses in the um, in the match sim games that him and Larky will work well together. 
uh, certainly reminds me a lot of Jared Waite, the way he plays. Uh, very athletic, tall forward, 199 centimetres, 80-odd uh, kilos. Um, so, yeah, can take a mark. Uh, he's kicking at goals a little bit questionable, but, um, yeah, they can work on that. But, um, yeah, hopefully we can get a really, you know, you know, 16 to 18 games out of him this season, and, you know, we can sign him to, you know, a good deal, you know, a three, three-year three deal, three, you know, or, or something like that, and that'll be good for him too. So big year for Charlie Combin. Uh, next one is Daniel Howe, uh, recently come from Hawthorne. Um, yeah, you know, fell, fell out of favour this year um, under Sam Mitchell, only the nine games after probably having a career-best season under Alistair Clarkson his last year. I mean, his last year at Hawthorne, 20 games. Uh, averaged 18.6 disposals uh, per game. And, yeah, 1.1 uh, clearances, uh, which was uh, okay, I suppose. Um, what's this? Clangers went up a bit. So he certainly is a favourite of... Of, uh, sorry, just choking on my words there. Uh, so certainly he's a favourite of Alistair Clarkson. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting if he is in the mix round one. He's certainly a very fit and capable player that can play on a wing, uh, on ball, in defence. Uh, yeah, he's probably best football, most consistent football, has been as a, a run-with player. So that's going to be um, interesting to see how he goes. Um, probably, yeah, he's looking at, like, if he has a great year and plays, yeah, 18, 20 games, he's only going to get another year anyway. So he, he's on a, yeah, one, yeah, one year at a time sort of contract player. So see, see how we go. Surprisingly, 191 centimetres. You wouldn't uh, think so looking at him, but uh, quite tall as well. Uh, next one, uh, Flynn Perez. Uh, uh, certainly, um, Got his opportunity last season after having, yeah, I mean, recruited him uh, coming from an ACL. So he's had a couple of ACLs in his career. Played 16 games last year. Averaged 12.4 disposals, 3.1 marks. Uh, yeah, found a bit of a role in the, as a rebounding defender. So, yeah, very good, highly skilled player um, but on both sides of his body. So, yeah, um, I was surprised he probably didn't get a two-year deal, to be honest with you, especially only being 21 and the talent he does does have. But, uh, yeah, one year. Um, not many people have got him in a round one team at the moment. So, yeah, it looks like he might be on the outer a little bit. You know, we talk about the Josh Goders, Jack Zebel, Aaron Hall, Blake Drury. But, um, you know, this guy was in the team uh, for, the, for a fair chunk of uh, last season. And he was quite a, and he was a regular um, so, you know, you, you look at, uh, from round four onwards, pretty much played every game except for missing round 21 was an unused sub. So, and round 20 as well. I think he was omitted after the Hawthorne game. So, yeah, uh, see how we go. Um, with Flynn Perez. Next one is Hamish Free, mature age, uh, recruit, uh, Ruckman from, uh, South Fremantle. Uh, 24 years old, 202-centimetre player. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, he's... I can't really see him getting a game, to be honest with you. He's not going to get a game of uh, Todd Goldstein unless injury, Callum Col Coleman-Jones, or even Tristan Cherry, to be honest with you. So he's down in the pecking order. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, and, uh, yeah, if he, if, if he does excel in the reserves and gets another year after that. 
the next one is Hugh Greenwood. So he'll be 31 next month. Uh, played 21 games for us uh, last season. Look, he's pretty much a, a clearance specialist. Uh, look, uh, you look at um, and, and attack, you know, very uh, in and under sort of play. But I can't see him getting a game uh, with Ben Cunnington. You know, I mean, he was good, good player to replace Ben Cunnington when he did have the help, did have the health issues. But right now. I, um, I, I can't see him uh, getting into the team, to be honest with you. I, I don't know what his role would be. Um, you know, we, we do have a lot of similar players, like uh, now, now with Liam Shields, Daniel Howe, Ben Cunnington, you know, those um, one-pace players. And, yeah, I, I, I think he's on the outside looking in. And, uh, yeah, I, if I had to take a guess right now, I think this will be his last year in uh, the AFL system. But he's had a, had a good career, 104 games coming uh, from... You know, playing uh, you know basketball for the Perth Wildcats. Uh, in, you know, it was a mature age uh, played in the 2015 rookie draft, which is only going back seven years. So he came into the system when he was about 23, and yeah, he was pick 48 in the 2015 rookie draft. So yeah, certainly has made a career for himself. <coughs> uh, next one is Jack Marnie, uh, small forward, another player that's probably on the outer now. Um, uh, especially getting Harry Sheasel, and then you're probably looking next season at Braden George coming through as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, 13 games last season. Didn't take his opportunities. Uh, had a really good preseason last year, but only kicks the six goals in 13 games, and that's um, it's just not good enough. Uh, and, you know, he's one of those players, 178 centimetres, 72 kilos, He's not overly quick. He does have a little bit of pace. He's got football smarts, which will get you a long way. Whether it gets you into an AFL team and a consistent regular AFL player um, is, is another thing. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see um, how he goes this season. But uh, he's going to have to force his way in um, after, yeah, uh, knocking down the door from in, you know, in reserves football. Uh, next one is Jack Zebel. So I talked about him a little bit before. So he'll be 32 uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think it's three weeks, end of Feb. And yeah, so looks like he's going to go back to defence. Uh, after probably playing his most consistent football for a while there uh, a couple of years ago. Um, went back forward uh, uh, last year, but uh, didn't really work out for him. Uh so, yeah, it's going to be um, back to the back line for him, uh, trying to find a bit of consistency in his football. Still um, a leader of the club, uh, stepped down as captain, which I've talked about before. So, yeah, it's going to be big year for Jack to see if he gets another year after this year. Uh, Jackson Archer, he's a player that you, yeah, look, had a fantastic preseason so far. Come back very fit, very strong. Has done everything he really wanted um, from a player. And, yeah, has got great uh, work ethic. I mean, his disposal is a bit of a worry still. Uh, I don't know if he's in the round one team. Uh, some some of you lovely listeners do have him in the round one team. Uh, some of you don't. I'm trying to squeeze him in, but I just can't at the moment. 
Um, but uh, look, he's not far off. Oh, I'm going to get a good indication. He's probably another play. Him, Blake Drury, a uh, couple others that I really want to watch uh, in the preseason games. But uh, he's a player that will get you know probably a two-year contract um, during the course of this season. Um, so yeah, I've got no issue with that. Uh, Jacob Edwards, the number one pick from the 2021 mid-season draft. Um, 202 centimetre forward ruck. And yeah, look, last year was effectively his first season of uh, being in the football system. He, he was doing his exams when he did go through the mid-season draft. I know he played a couple of games, I think maybe two or three uh, in 2021. But uh, this is really his second season. So we really want to see progress. Um, I'd love to see him get a, an opportunity this season. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, it's obviously going to be tough unless injuries come. And, you know, some players just, uh, you know, are, are in really bad form. But um, I want to see progress. You know, still fairly young. And big big uh, players always take time to mature. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, year for Jacob Edwards and his development. Uh, next one, one of my favourites, Josh Goder. Um, we've, we've only seen him for one game last season, but um, that was enough to know that uh, this guy belongs on an AFL team. Uh, I've got him in around one team. Um, I think he's, he'll be close to a lock, to be honest with you. I'd be surprised if he's not. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm very excited about Josh Goder. Uh, I'd like to see him, you know, uh, you know, as a club, I'd like to see him re-sign for, you know, two or three more years, um, get him into a long-term contract. Um, played on a wing uh, in that game. Uh, against Gold Coast in round 23 last season. I'd like to see him on a halfback flank, to be honest with you, this year. Uh, next one is Callan Dawson. So, mid-season recruit uh, this uh, last year in the 2022 mid-season draft. Um, <coughs> probably, oh, you have to be on the head and here, especially getting Griffin Logue. So, yeah, look, I mean, he's a handy depth player, that's for sure. Uh, 24 years old, so... Yeah, you know, uh, came into the uh, VFL system field late too, but uh, uh, was really good at Williamstown. Um, but um, you know, played four games for us last season and didn't look out of his depth in AFL football. Uh, averaged fourteen disposals per game. Uh, his disposal, um, his kick can you know be a bit uh, wayward on to- at times, but um, yeah, it's something he can work on. Uh, came as a you know highly touted intercept player, probably. Yeah, I mean, if he can get that down, he seemed to get himself in a good positions to take uh, intercept marks and and read the play quite well in the air. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to work with, but, yeah, I mean, I think he's uh, a little bit on the outer at the moment. You'd, you'd have to think that. So, unless there's an injury to a key position player, he, he's he's quite handy to have, to be honest with you. Whether it's Ben McKay, Griffin Logue, Aiden Core, touch wood that none of them get injured, then, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's definitely, uh, you know, yeah, he'll definitely be um, in the mix to come into the team. And Aiden Coy is uh, is uh, currently injured at the moment, so is uh, just going through a slow workload at the moment in the preseason. Uh, one after that, uh, Kane Turner. So recently re-rookied, uh, Kane Turner. So yeah, um, played seventeen uh, games last season. Uh, we can't know who Kane Turner is now. He's played 118 AFL games. He's 27 now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I've got nothing against Kane Turner. He, he tries his absolute best every time he's out there. 
I'm just not sure what his role is. It, yeah, I mean, could he could he be that lock? I thought his best role was as a lockdown defender, a small defender. He seemed to find a bit of consistency there, but uh, I think he's well on the out of there. Um, and well, yeah, so was part of the leadership group, so he's handy in that regard. But uh, yeah, we'll um, yeah we'll see how we go with him. Yeah. I'd be, yeah. I just think if if Kane Turner's picked, then we're probably a club that's struggling at the moment. That's and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's all I'll say about Kane Turner. Uh, Next one is uh, a player that um, probably most underrated player at the club at the moment is Lockie Young. Uh, Had a really good uh, season last year. Uh, Really made that back flank his own. had some good spells on the wing as well. Played 20 games um, after 15 games the season before. Average 15.1 disposers, 5.2 marks, uh, 2.4 tackles. Um, definitely one of the fittest players at a club. Uh, 20, only 23 years old, so there's room room for growth. Uh, disposal efficiency went up to 81%. Uh, one percenters, 4.4, so that spoils. Uh, shepherds, tackles, all the little things he does uh, for the club. 301 metres uh, gained per game as well. Uh, so, yeah, no, look. And his time on ground went from 70% to 85% this year as well. So, yeah, I still think he'll be in the round one team, although a lot of people are sort of um, are trying to go for that, uh, I guess, that um, that player that's, uh, you know, showing a bit in the preseason like a, a Jackson Archer. They want that new fresh face, whereas... Yeah, I'm I'm happy to go with a solid Lockie Young who who will do a role for the club. So, um, yeah, I think he'll. Uh, yeah, well, it's a bit surprised he only got one year as well. So yeah, I, I think he will get at least at least another year uh, at North Melbourne this year and will be a solid contributor for the club. Uh, the one uh, next one after that, there's only four to go, I believe. So sorry for chewing your ears off. Um, is Liam Shields? So. Will be 32 uh, in April. Uh, he's pretty confident. Alistair Clarkson's pretty confident that he still has plenty of football left in him. Uh, he's played 255 games, a lot of experience. Um, has been really solid uh, in the preseason. Set an example for the kids, and that, I think that's his role. I don't know how much of a role he has on the field, um, whether he, he plays round one. Look, Alistair Clarkson probably has faith in him. So he very well might get picked in the round one team. He knows who he is. So maybe he goes to that and sort of says, yeah, look, I know who Liam Shields is. Rather than uh, taking a little bit of a punt on, you know, maybe, oh, who am I thinking of? Maybe maybe a Josh Goder, you know. Maybe he just feels like, all right, you know, probably tell Josh, you know, you'll get your opportunity throughout the course of the year, but I just want to play a bit safe and play Liam, Liam Shields. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. Uh, next one, um, Miller Bergman. So he's coming off a you know a shoulder injury. Uh, still still battling that apparently. Um, played the one game uh, last season, and yeah, uh, you know he wasn't ready. Uh, he's you know he just looked. You know I remember seeing him on a boundary early in the game, and he was just so skinny. And you know, I think he was, um, you know, weighing at sixty odd kilos, hundred eighty eight centimeters, and you know, got tackled and went straight to ground, and his shoulder popped out. You know, it was a good hard tackle, and it was a fair tackle. So it was just, um, 
I, I felt like it was negligence by the club to pick him for that round one team. He, he didn't look, you know, I mean, he wasn't setting the world on fire anyway. I think he was, look, you know, I mean, you know, I mean he's only one quarter in, in his career, so I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to, you know, bag him too much. I, I just felt like, you know, I mean, we're desperate and, um, yeah, we're getting a few injuries, so we have to give him an opportunity. But, uh, yeah, I thought he was a little bit uh, out of his depth, uh, even judging by that first quarter. Um, but, yeah, hopefully he can uh, get in the, in the gym, get himself some consistency in the reserves. He's obviously, you know, going to probably, you know, be on the outside, really looking in. Uh, another player like that. So, yeah, I think... Uh, it, it, Hopefully he has a good year in the reserves. I don't know if he gets any opportunities in the AFL. I think there's a fair few of players in front of him. But uh, you never know. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to write him off, that's for sure. Not not this early stage. So he's still a very very young kid. Uh, one after this uh, is Phoenix Spicer. So 21 years old, six games. Played five last year. Um, certainly had his moments. Uh, but uh, yeah, look... He's very, very undersized, uh, 173 centimetres, 64 kilos. I, I, I think that game against Essendon really sticks out for me where, you know, Mason Redmond was just running off us and every time he's seen Phoenix Spice, he, he just kept breaking his tackle and, you know, without really any effort. So, yeah, I mean, he's got um, – he's certainly got some toe about him and he, I think he's uh, a very exciting young prospect – um, but, you know, is he going to get his opportunity? Now that we've got Harry Sheasel, um, you know, Paul Curtis. So, yeah, we, you know, it's, it's going to be very hard. I mean, there is a role for that uh, smallish type forward, um, you know. So, yeah, he's certainly a player that uh, could uh, get his opportunity throughout the course of the year if he performs in the reserves. And, you know, judging by his reserves form last season towards the end of the year, he didn't really shine as well, so there is a bit of a concern. So, it, I mean, it's a it's a bit early to say your career's at the crossroads at twenty one, but um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's certainly going to be you know borderline um, if if he doesn't get his opportunity this year, where they keep him him on on the list based on uh, you know just his size, I think, and yeah, it's it's going to be tough on on the young kid. Um, yeah, to, to get that opportunity at AFL level uh, once again um, because I, I just feel like uh, we've got that type of player that's, um, yeah, that's in the AFL system, uh, AFL ready as well, and then you get Braden George uh, next the year after. So, yeah, it's, it's, he's really going to have to perform in the reserves first before he gets um, yeah, even looking uh, in the seniors. And the last one, Todd Goldstein. So obviously put the Watfo out there. 56% of you listeners said this will be his last season. I still think he'll have another season after this. Uh, I don't think he's going to slow down. Uh, it was still very good last year. Um, we did try and phase him out uh, early in last season by playing him forward. But, uh, yeah, no, he, um, yeah, because he was so good, uh, we had to put him back in, in the ruck. And uh, that's where he dominated. He did... Um, he kicked 16 goals last season. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that, that that's fantastic. Uh, so 16 goals, six. Um, so he certainly kicked some goals. Uh, but 34 years old, um, he's obviously going to not have uh, too many more years left. But uh, 295 games, so he will, all things being equal, and touch wood, he will play his um, yeah, uh, five games 
uh, yeah, round five, I should say. So, sorry, I'm just losing my train of thought there. So that's it. So 21 players out of contract in the season. I think the main priority has probably got to be Ben McKay uh, and Josh Gator. They're probably the main two that you really yeah want to want to sign long term. Then you're probably looking at uh, players like uh, Charlie Combin. Yeah, just in case if he if he starts kicking goals and he's looking fit and healthy, then you know key forwards are hard to find. So. There might be teams out there that uh, throw ridiculous offers at him. So they're probably uh, three players that, uh, yeah, they're probably three top priorities, I should say, that we want to re-sign. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how we go. Well, there's the rest, you know, that, uh, I mean, you don't want to lose any players. And generally, we're a pretty good club um, at not letting players go. Um, uh, yeah, unless... Uh, yeah, their, their dad's a dickhead or, you know, or something like that. So, yeah, well, um, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting discussion point. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see, yeah, we'll see uh, how the year goes and we'll probably be able to tell a lot probably halfway through the season as to who and, uh, yeah, which players will be at the club next season and which players might get a long-term deal and which players you probably have to think that uh, yeah, won't won't get that opportunity uh, after that. Now, I did forget the start of the show. I did get a question on Instagram from, I think it was Tori McGavin. So I'll go through that. Now, he asks, do you think we'll stick with Young Brigade? Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Tori. Um it's been a long podcast. Or do you think we'll start with the best and more experienced squad squad at the start of the rounds? Now, I think it's just going to be the best 22, whoever that is, whether it's experienced or whether it's, um, yeah, uh, rookies like Harry Sheasel, you know, uh, George Wardlaw, Will Phillips. Um, he's not a rookie, but, uh, yeah, um, whether he, he gets that opportunity instead of Aleem Shields. Uh, especially in the early rounds. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be the best 22 available. Now, we've seen in the past, Alistair Clarkson isn't afraid to pick kids. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's got Blake Drury, if he's got Josh Goda, Will Phillips, George Wardlaw, all on the same team. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Harry Sheasel, I should say, as well. It wouldn't surprise me, you know. So, you know, he's big on just picking the best 22 um, available to win a game of football. So, yeah, it's a good question. Um... And that that's what I think will happen anyway. And that's that's what he's got a history of doing, I believe, anyway. So thanks for the question, Tori. And sorry I only get to it um, the previous episode. I've just seen it uh, a little bit late. So that's it for today's show. So once again, thanks to all you lovely listeners for the likes, retweets, and comments uh, you put on the show. Uh, it really makes a difference. I really appreciate it. And it helps out the show go out to other North supporters, which is the main thing. You know, we love... We love uh, talking about uh, the North Melbourne Football Club. So you can find this show on all good podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, to name a few. So today I will leave a shout out to Andrew Cracker. Bye for now.